0: You're listening to the Joe Mays and j Show, giving you weekly sports analysis, opinions, and discussion. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and j Well,
1: good evening, Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the 201st episode of the Joe Mays and j Show. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and alongside me, co-host Justin Raffoff.
0: Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Uh, we, we had talked for a while about uh, that build-up and lead-up to episode 200, and then all of a sudden, 201. Oh, my yeah. gosh. So, we're starting back at the beginning again. Yeah.
1: Another 100-episode march.
0: Put us on loop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that – yeah, so it's exciting. Uh, kind of took a little break there, but that that's okay. Yeah. Um, we're able to uh, kind of let some other things kind of, uh, you know, happen in the sports world. Also, you know, sometimes we, we, we do have things outside the show uh, that need to be, um, you know, that, that come before the show at times. So, you know, get it get things, uh, straightened out. And um, But it, it's good to be back and a uh, chance to talk about uh, a bunch of stuff that's happened since then and some of the stuff that we didn't get to last time.
1: Yeah, and uh, we've been gone about a month, you know, our last show was Super Bowl Sunday with the I think it was February 7th, and here we are back in an afternoon show, and I got a lovely face glare here from the sun. You can't even, like, see me. I'm, like, like, blurred out on the video. Um, The problem is, or maybe it's fortunate that I'm not sure how many people will be able to watch this on the video because we're already having Ustream connectivity issues, which is always welcome. We love that. Uh, but we are streaming live on Mixler. You can find us at Mixler, Mixler.com. That's mixl dot com. Or just go to J-M-N-J-R radio dot com. And we have the Mixler player embedded there. And uh, obviously this will be up in our iTunes podcast section. You can find us on iTunes. Search for J-M-N-J-R radio. That's where you can find all the episodes of the Joe Maze and j show. As well as our other show that... Um, you know, it doesn't really go into full swing until you know, the end of August when high school football really kicks into gear. But a lot of things have changed in high school football um, over the last few months. And Justin and I are probably going to do a show or two um, before August just to, um, you know, recap some of the changes to uh, the alignments and the schedules and uh, talk with uh, some current and former coaches and just kind of get some other um, content out there for the Bulldog Hour, our other show, which is the high school football program, uh, local to us here in the uh the Reading, Pennsylvania area, the, the West Wilson West Lawn Bulldogs. Um, so you know there's a bunch of different ways you can interact with us and follow us. We have a few websites, uh, JMNJRradio.com, com, the Bulldog and uh, you can find us pretty much anywhere. Hopefully the things that we've done and changed over the last couple of months uh, have made things better. Um, still don't know what to say about the um, live video it kind of is hit or miss, and unfortunately, we seem to be missing right now. Um, so the backup is always the live audio, which we never have an issue with. Uh, so you can always go and listen to us there. But anyways, we're back here with episode. I thought episode. for sure the audio was going to kick out. right. <laughs> right, that be We perfect. never have an issue, and it just like and it's gone, right now. there it's gone. though. and we're gone. No, so episode two hundred one. We're back here a month after Super Bowl. And uh, as much as I love to recap the Super Bowl and talk about the breaking Peyton Manning news, uh, after going go, apparently going out on top like uh, his one of his bosses right now, um, you know we we've had listeners send us questions, and uh, we want to answer those. So we're gonna finish up our listener special, which I think I look back in the archive. This is the eighth one we've done in a little over five years. We used to do them often because it was you know it's just a great way to interact and get people listening to the show. But we were so busy doing so many other things, usually football related, that we hadn't done one in almost two years. So it was nice to to interact with people. And we barely got halfway through. So we're going to finish that today.
0: Yeah. And when you look at it, it, you know, when you talk about kind of the schedule, well, you know, we talk football when the combine happens. We talk football when the draft happens. We talk football when training camp happens. We talk football in preseason. We talk football when the season starts. And that goes back to almost. When the combine is again. So, you know, we've talked about that over and over again, and that kind of leads into, uh, one of the questions that we have here that we didn't get to last time. Um, which just talks about like the health and kind of state of, of the NFL. Um, do you want me to jump into that, or do you want to go over some other things first?
1: No, I mean, I think we'll forego the contact stuff okay. this week just because we already have so much on our plate here to answer. I just do want to get um, ahead of our No, I mean, here.
0: I gave out the radio,
1: uh, you know, the <laughs> website address so they can right. follow us, and you followed us on Facebook and Twitter as well, both uh, the generic uh, JMJR Radio and the Joe Mazin J-Rap Show, and we have a phone number that we love to take live callers, but we got so much to cover, mm-hmm. we might as well just dive right in. And so Chances
0: if, are, if you found us and you're listening, you probably know how to get in touch with us. Yeah, right, online. exactly. We
1: like to give it out, right. uh, you know, one once a week, but um, we're, we got so much to cover, and we only got about another 20 30 minutes to do it. So, we're going to dive right in with questions from your dad, actually. Right.
0: So, uh, one of the questions um, that we can just kind of start with here is given the continuing and and growing concern about serious life altering effects of football related injuries, one, do you think that the NFL will survive the it is currently experiencing, and two, remain the number one pro sport in popularity? So there's kind of two questions there. There are a couple other questions we'll we'll hold off and we'll address those too. So, um, but I think uh, when when we talk about um, you know kind of the current state of the NFL and the forecast for kind of what that looks like, and on its own and in relativity to the other pro sports, um, I think it it draws some heat. Some deservedly, some just because it's the number one. If you look at it, it's just kind of like I, I say microcosm, it's probably the opposite of that. It's probably just an extrapolation of what we do to individuals, where the individual that everybody builds up to be the top, then out of the other side of their mouth, they're always tearing it down. And I feel like that's kind of what happens with the NFL. Like, you have a lot of people who are like, this is fantastic, it's the best product, that's why, you know, the ratings are through the roof, all this other stuff you know, just multi-billion dollar industry every year. And then uh, on the other side, they're like, oh, it's unsustainable. You know, you can't keep it up. People are, you know, in injuries. And I think there's, like everything, and this is, I'm not trying to take a cop out here. I think it's somewhere in the middle. Like, I don't know that, actually, I am almost certain that by the time, you know, um, you know, by the time like our kids are, let's say out of college, young adults, I don't think the NFL... The NFL is going to look exactly like it does right now. However, how many businesses will? Right. You know, let alone the other factors that you have to take into account here with the um, with the NFL and what is causing those changes. You know, let, the business models and the on-the-field product. I don't necessarily think the product will look exactly the same, but I think that it's not just going to cease to exist. You know what I mean? So. um To to isolate kind of in on one of the specifics there though about the health concerns, I think we are going to continue to see um, some of the developments and changes um, to kind of try and make it as safe as it can possibly be. No sport is going to be 100% safe. It doesn't matter what the sport is. and Obviously, there are inherent risks that are higher with some sports as opposed to others. But when you talk about like The concern here that we're mostly talking about is concussions and, and the effects, the long-term effects of repeated concussions and things like that. What, one of the things that makes that so difficult to kind of figure out is, all right, well, we've kind of worked through this process. and Now we have a better understanding, regardless of you know, thought process, that we understand that concussions are bad more than just in the immediate moment, that there can be long-lasting effects. But the things that have now been put in place, all right, well, they're put in place in youth football or in high school football or in college football um, and then in pros. It's going to take a long time to kind of see if those results are – if you see positive changes or if it, if there isn't going to be a change. Like it's not like a, a, a dramatic thing because any change you put into the NFL doesn't take away the concussions that those guys previously had or right. how it's been dealt with. Or the fact that at the NFL it's a different level because it's their job and you have guys admittedly like lying to try and get out of like I understand right they, they, it's it's a paycheck it's more than that to some of them and they want to do whatever it takes to kind of compete and be on the field I think the things that the NFL is putting in place are, are the right thing to do in their steps and I don't think it's you know 100% solved by any means but I think they're actively trying to get it right. And I think the other levels of football are as well. But the problem is it's going to take some time to see how does that change the long-term effects. You know, can we limit you know, um, the number of repeat concussions that we can have based on the you know, uh, precautions we now take at the lower levels of football? You know, that, you know, because you're running, let's just say, you know, junior high football differently now than you would have even when we were playing junior high football you're going to have to wait till those kids reach those levels where you're seeing these lifelong problems come up, which is 20, 30 years down the road. Right. For most, for most cases. So it's hard to say, but I think that's part of why I don't see football changing anytime soon. You know, um, I, I think they're trying to get it right. And I think they, there's only so much they can do to get it right. But, the keys are to put it in place early. The You can't have your only precautions happening at the professional level. No. Because that only affects, you want look at those numbers, you know, that only affects a fraction of a percent of the people who play football, you know, and even like significant amounts of football. It's just, um, you know, you have to kind of wait. And, and that's that can be a dangerous game when, when the stakes are quote-unquote so high with, with the results of what this could actually be causing, you know. Um again there's some jumps to conclusions there on my part that you know I think we all agree that concussions and repeated concussions are bad but there isn't necessarily um causation and correlation are two different things okay we've talked about that a lot correlation on the show, can off mean the show.
1: everything or it can mean absolutely nothing. Right. And there's plenty of graphs right. out there that, you know, show you that, like, <laughs> something ridiculous yeah. on one hand and right. how they correlate to this happening. But do they are they actually connected? Well, no, because right. they, they have nothing to do right. with each other. Correlation doesn't equal causation, and that's a huge thing in the science community. Um, but obviously – Blows to the head and concussions yeah. are a serious issue. <laughs> right. Like that is not, I'm not trying to downplay that in any capacity. Right. Uh, I think the scrutiny the NFL has been under really started in 2011. I know your dad mostly focused because he talked about the serious and life-altering effects. But in 2011, when there was the lockout, I think people really started to jump on and pay more attention to the way the NFL was operating uh, and then you had the concussion stuff coming to the forefront, and then you also had the other issues, um, specifically the Ray Rice uh, issue uh, and the right. issue with um, our buddy down with the Cowboys Greg now, Hardy. Greg Hardy. Um, you know, and you know, there's a lot of opinions and sides to take on that, but those are the things that were happening with the NFL, um, do, they, and they've, they've changed after each one of those things. You know, they, they obviously got the CBA negotiated, and I know that'll be coming up here in, I mean, you'll start to hear them talk about it in the next couple of years. Yeah. I think it was a 10-year deal, but there's usually like an opt-out I, or a I change think, a few I years before that. I think the
0: had the chance to end it after six or seven years, I think. It, it could be maybe eight or something like yeah. that. But Because television deals
1: right. Always change a huge
0: change. source there. Yeah. And
1: then you had them start to take... You know, make changes with the concussions, that and a lot of that was in the CBA. They started limiting practice and the time the players could be there during the season and or outside of the season and during the season. Uh, then rule changes. You know, where they're much more serious they're direct blows to the helmet and you know, anything that looks like it could result in injury or was meant to result in an injury. They're getting rid of that. We're seeing that this offseason as well. You know, if you get two personal fouls, and they're kind of in a gray area right now because they're trying to make like one personal foul is like, yeah, you shouldn't have done that, but one was it, another one is serious, and if you get two serious ones, you're gone.
0: Right. It, I've heard this before, and it's interesting because you don't always hear it, and it can be a good idea if it's implemented correctly. But talking about kind of like the carding system, like, like, the it's like to the now, soccer it, system, it's tough because again, you know, you can get you can get like a hard red card. In, in in soccer, or you can get a soft red card, you know. And where that comes into play, you're done for that game no matter what, but where it comes into play is, all right, well, you might be done for the next game, or you might be done for, like, the next three or four games, you know, depending. Now, again, soccer, it's different from football. I don't know that that's the ideal situation here, but that kind of idea of, all right, well, you know, you're accumulating these, and, and that's going to be a problem because we see a repeat, you know, uh, we see a pattern in, in your behavior um, of just not carrying, and you continue hit to hit guys in the head.
1: <laughs> Helmets are continually changing. We see yeah. that all the time. There's a new one introduced in the last few years called Zenith, which is yeah. almost similar to ones that they used to use before, mm-hmm. um, but now you have that old-time helmet with the protective shell, but they're independent. They move separately. Right. So the helmet can actually move right. and take most right. of the brunt of the hit without transferring it to the head. And now it's not going to do it completely, right? right. but it's going to make it so that that all that energy coming at you isn't being transferred into the head neck area. Um, that's going to keep evolving. And the NFL is is part of that. And they, they want that to change because they don't want their game to suffer. This is billions of dollars you're talking about. I
0: think the, and you know, I don't really, I do not know enough about it in terms of the details to really know it, how much it, it, it will continue to play out or if it's kind of already run its course or any of that deal. But, I think, honestly, the biggest issue that could maybe put a little bump in, in the trajectory here would be if there's more kind of like solid evidence or if it comes out that the NFL knew how bad the concussions were and things like that and didn't just not do anything about it but actively like hid those things. Does that make sense? Like, Yeah. I, I think that is kind of the biggest thing and honestly I don't even know that that would derail it because let's be honest when whenever we talk about like anything in football all those things you mentioned whether it was the domestic violence stuff or whether it was the concussion stuff or whether it was the CBA and everybody talking about greedy athletes and greedy owners and all this stuff no one no one doesn't watch and I shouldn't say that at least it's such a small amount of um, it's such a small amount that like, I don't see why it would it would ever kind of show up. I, I just – I don't know. I don't think that the NFL as it currently stands is going to kind of be dealt a blow that it can't deal with as opposed to – because when we see some of these things that we've looked at, nothing has kind of changed. Um, you know, like, like I said, domestic violence, everybody kind of takes a stand, but I don't know – that there are significant, actually, I know that there's almost not significant numbers that are showing people aren't watching because of that issue, and not to downplay that issue at all. Like that's a serious thing, and the NFL needs to make sure they get that right. But again, I don't think people are kind of being influenced on whether they're going to watch or not based on that. And the same thing with concussions. As crazy as that is, and some people talk about that, they're like, we're watching these guys go out there and just <laughs> repeatedly smash smash each other in the head over and over again everybody's like yeah it's you know the long-term effects are terrible and everybody still tunes in and watches you know like so i don't think that the health of the nfl is really dangerous another key factor there is that the nfl has started to implement these changes we've talked about and people complain they're like oh this isn't football anymore you know this is they're going to be out there playing flag football and you know what no one stops watching like it's still that same thing everybody's like oh you know that's they protect these quarterbacks or these players so much more everybody complains about it it's all over talk shows it's all over everything and everybody still watches yeah and and that's the like kind of th- the nfl can take they, they've proven over and over again they can take basically be like look we're gonna make this change you're gonna hate it and you're still gonna like take right. it
1: yeah i mean unless everyone starts to decide starts to make decisions with their dollars like and this goes back to the CBA negotiations, but bigger in my mind, even more so than the concussions, was the domestic abuse stuff. Yeah, Like, everyone, and I'm not, like, this is going to sound like I'm, like, taking the side of the abuser, which is ridiculous, but, because obviously what they did was heinous and obnoxious and illegal. So just to be clear, you're not supporting No, okay. I'm not. But, like, people were whining about the NFL. You didn't stop watching. Like, right. you, you got to make up your mind. Are you that outraged, you know, for a, a good reason because you
0: support the and, eradication of domestic right. violence? And that is fine. If that's the view you have, that is fine. But, but then not, you have to back it up right. and not you buy your tickets, not buy your jerseys, not and, right. buy your you no know, not and, and reading. Not comments, buy your NFL red zone and watch
1: every game. Everything, you know. Right. Stop turning on the games. Like stop doing that. Like and there's all these little protests everywhere for any everything nowadays, but like like, nothing happened because the NFL saw no one was, you know, people cared and they had to do all right. kinds of PR stuff just to get it out of the media because you right. know the, how the media reacts right. to stuff. But, like, in the end, it didn't affect the average NFL fan.
0: Nope.
1: They, I mean, not saying th- them, like me, weren't like, that's a big issue or appalled right. by it, but they were like, yeah, that's terrible, you need to fix it. But I'm not going to stop watching.
0: Right, and there's people who are like, yeah, I I don't know. You'd be like me and be like, oh man, Roger Goodell really screwed that up. He screwed that up, blah blah blah. And then he fixes it, and you're like, ah, yeah, he screwed up the first time. But like, you know what? I know Roger Goodell is going to keep his job. You know because he made the change. He made a mistake when you know with the way it was originally handled. Not just him, but he's the face on the league making the mistake on the way it was originally handled. They've worked to fix it. I think you're gonna see the same thing kinda of play out with the concussions and injuries and everything. Everybody's gonna be like, Man, the NFL kinda of screwed up how they were handling this at first. Yeah. But that was partly because everybody was screwing it up. Think about when we were, you know, in like high school and things like that, people got their bell rung all the time and when you felt like, Okay, I'm good to go, you were good to go. Like that that was the extent of it. Yeah. Oh, you can see straight, go back in there, bud. You know, I, like, that's
1: essentially how it worked. I started coaching middle school football in 2009, and just since that time, now w- working towards my eighth season this fall, the amount that's changed in terms of protection and diagnostic activities right. um, has just been a, I don't want to say a 180, like we weren't doing anything, now we are. No, right. it's it's just built. It's, right. you know, it's just, um, has just gone up in scale immensely. Um, I now take... I think this year will be four courses. Yep. Now, not, not all just concussion, right. but one is a general um, coaching and health, one is one is on concussion, one is on heat awareness, right. and one is on heart because, I mean, everyone points to the concussion stuff as long-term, but the one that's more dangerous is heart conditions. Right. And the thing that hurts sport. this isn't just football related, but sports in general is a lot of them aren't diagnosed before it happens and they just want to teach us how to handle things. And most of the time it's, you need to get, you know, you need to have the trainer there, which luckily, even though we're not no longer at the high school to have the Wilson athletic trainer there, we have our own athletic trainers. Now, now they're students and working towards a degree, but they know a heck of a lot more than the head coach and all of our assistants. Um, but there's just so much more awareness, um, dedication and education, for many of the long term effects and illnesses that can affect these young athletes. And that's what you talked about at the right. beginning. And, it's it came down to us and now it's gonna work its way back up. Right.
0: And I think that's
1: that's the key. And I think
0: that's the an area where it's kind of overlooked a lot, I think, how how influential the NFL can be. Because the concussions at that level, if they're taken seriously, all right, well all of a sudden you get a bunch of college Coaches, advocates, players, whatever, who are like, hey, you know, what if it's so important w- when they're making money to do it, how is it not when we're on scholarship to do it? Or maybe you're not on scholarship and you're doing – you know, um, to reference that just real quick, yeah, I don't know if you saw, I think coming up for this upcoming season, the Ivy League, no tackling in practice. Oh, gosh, which, yeah. Which, again, it's fine. And honestly, I'm okay with that because the Ivy League's not – it sounds like, oh, because you're not getting paid. Uh, that, it's a different discussion. I think I'm okay with it because not a single kid there is on an athletic scholarship to play football. Right. Now, I don't know. Like, I, I really haven't broken down my feelings about that enough. But I'm like, okay. It, and I think that's the right way to handle it. Because if they're going to do it as a, as a league, all right, well, your competitive advantage or disadvantage is gone, right? right? They're saying, look, this is league-wide. That's what we're going to do. Okay. That's fine. You know? um I don't know that that's the right way to do it because they – I, I feel as though it's an overreaction,
1: but I understand your right, point. Right. Like for, it's a league thing so that means everyone. Right. And also they're not on they're not they're not there on a free ride for right. their athletic prowess. <laughs> right. You know. Right. So I understand that in some capacity, but in general football, yeah. like I just shake my head at that because right. they will not be tackling the way that they should be. Right. Like and you that, have that's, to, it's, that's part it's of the problem. repetition, repetition,
0: right. repetition. It's all muscle memory stuff. Right. And if you're not practicing the right way to tackle, all and of a sudden, does that make the tackling more dangerous? Well, that's what I was just right. going to say. <laughs> now, because you're not tackling
1: proper form and your body
0: isn't absorbing those hits during
1: practice, which generally you're not going 100%. Even when right. you're doing full team drills and stuff, they're not going 100%. They're your own teammates. You don't want to injure yourself. So then comes Friday, Saturday, Sunday, whatever league we're talking about. Are they going to be prepared now to play Saturday football e- against each other? Now all of a sudden their muscles well, don't remember. The, oh, I need to keep my head up. What about
0: the non-conference games? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> were you going against a team that yeah, so I, all the I, time? I, I, don't, I
1: don't know. It looks good on paper and in headlines. Oh, no. we're, we're eliminating all this potential trauma from the game for our student-athletes. But then in the long run, what's going to happen? Right.
0: I wonder what, uh, I wonder what our, our buddy Ross Tucker thinks of that. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, you know what? That would be an interesting
1: one to pull I'm up. Sure I'm sure someone
0: has asked him. I would you know, think just, so. Just, if not, we should. Right, yeah, absolutely. Uh, just because, you know, uh, he, can, he can kind of speak to that firsthand. Because he was he was an Ivy League player that went and on to play in in the pros. You know, so kind of a, a multifaceted look there. Anyway, I, I think the NFL is going to remain uh, really popular for the foreseeable future. I think things will cycle. You know, I I can't really... I think the NBA has a chance to overtake it in some aspects because it's a more global game. I think what will hurt the NBA is that there's 82 games, even if they reduce it to 70, which I know there's some talk of, like, taking 12 games off or whatever, or at least shortening the season to some degree. That's going to hurt it. When you have, like, 16 to 18, whatever product, you know, days as opposed to 70 or 82, it's going to be different, I think there'll be different metrics where how you could look at that. I think the NBA has a lot of room for growth. I think football is at the top. It's hard to stay at the top forever. You know, like that's almost impossible. But for the foreseeable future, I don't see the NFL being overtaken by any of the major sports. You
1: know, I've been coming at this as an American-centric, you know, USA type deal because it's hard when you compare globally. Because soccer is the number one pro sport in the in the world. Right. Right. I don't even throw
0: that in there, even though I took into account the global factor. I don't think
1: your dad did either, because when he says the four major sports, I assume he means. The U.S. is four major sports. the so Four major pro leagues. I shouldn't say because soccer isn't isn't a major pro sport. And like, there's an MLS. Yeah, sure. But right. when you talk about them, the four it goes well in no particular order. But football, baseball, basketball, and hockey are your four big ones that everyone talks about. And like you said, NFL is such a gathering point for fandom because it only requires one day a week.
0: Right. And all the other sports are multiple people, times. Most a week. people don't work on don't have the majority, a full day of right, work there. right the majority right. don't
1: have to work you know there your average joe <laughs> Their average joe you know your average 9 to 5 worker that you always hear people talk about they work 9 to 5 Monday to Friday so Saturday right. to Sunday they don't have to worry about right. it. so right. they they can watch it then well hockey baseball basketball right. they play you know right. every other day every third day essentially right. um so i i just i don't I think the NFL has enough bright people, despite what they say about Roger Goodell at all up there, you know, uh, in New York. I think they're incredibly smart business wise to know that they've got an incredible thing going right now. They're not going to do anything to fix it when something pops up over the last five years. They they've fit. squashed it's it, or in they're in the process of doing it. And you know, revenue and profits keep going up. So until they start going down for a long time, nothing's going right. to overtake it. Um, at, at least, you know, in our American-centric view. Yes,
0: yes, I, I would agree. Um, kind of on the next one. How do you think the four major sports will rank in popularity, again, in sustainability, we're, financially? I we're in focusing years? here. Yes. we're
1: gonna say in in the, the U.S. in the U.S. because if we go global, then you got to throw in all kinds of different things. Um, but for the four major sports in the U.S. in twenty years from now, so twenty thirty six. It's tough to say, but I mean, I'm still going to throw, I still think football will
0: be I'm gonna I'm going to stick with football as number one. I think the gap may have closed a little bit from number two, but I still think there will be a significant gap. I there. think
1: a few years ago, I second, I would have said baseball, but I agree with you. I think basketball, I think is, basketball is, is on is the rise. Yeah. Um, and I think the things they're going to do will possibly make it better. The, the one thing that I have an issue with in saying is that the one thing going for them is there's fewer players. Yeah. But the players have a lot of power in the NBA. And,
0: and they're just starting to realize right. how much power and they I actually have. And I think that can.
1: could be a massive
0: problem. It could be because <laughs> you get players, deserve isn't the right word, that command that kind of power. LeBron, right? right. He, he has worked his way into all of that power. But there are a lot of players who aren't good enough to command that power who feel like they are and and still have a lot of power because of those things. And I know there are other issues that didn't involve LeBron where it's also kind of seen that some of those things. It's just – it is kind of interesting how that's going to play out, especially because you have, like, salary cap issues. They have a salary cap, unlike baseball. However, the over it could – go up 20 million dollars each of the next 2 years. You, like that's insane. You can't let the employees run the business. That's
1: why people get paid the big bucks in administrative roles to make the tough decisions because you start letting the employees make the decisions, the employees will look out I know this will sound really bad. I'm going to say for themselves because which is what everyone, you know, everyone claims the 1% is doing, you know, and I don't want to get into these political but you understand where I'm coming from. No, I do. But like, you I can't do. let these people just it just, I, I, I think it could be an issue for the NBA. I, I think yeah. it could come to a head where all of a sudden the players have too much power and are making decisions that aren't good for the league in the wrong, well, long there's run.
0: Some, there's some talk to that already, how some of the players, and again, I, I don't think this is too bad because it's based off the player's skills and, and their skill set in the game, but like, free agency and the draft and everything were set up to help teams rebuild. Now players are signing short term deals. They're not signing the huge deals Mm -hmm. because they're like, "Well, I can make more money in a couple years."
1: Right. Right. So So they're kind of betting on themselves,
0: right? And as of right now, a lot of them are winning a lot. Yeah. And the thing is, I don't know because here's the key: if they're if they are being successful, that means the team is also being successful, which means the owner is also making their money. Where it's going to come to a head will be when you have somebody get into one of those situations where the team isn't winning. And when the team isn't winning, then you get some kind of like, all right, well, you know, he got his, the team's right. not getting there. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I look I look at Cleveland. The owner's getting it. Dan Gilbert's getting his money there because the only way, like he owns a ticketing agency or owns a majority stake in like a ticketing agency, and that's the only place you can buy and sell, and resell, Cavs and tickets. rebuy Cavs tickets. It's through that. And it's. I think it's 10% he gets on every, like, like ticket. So, like, if I resell my ticket to you for $100... you are buying it... Like, it'll say, I get $100, you bought it for 110 Like, you know, and that's big when I... You know, I know some people who are selling tickets for hundreds of dollars for some of the big games. Right. You know, if you're selling it for $450, well, that now it's a $500 ticket. He's getting that on every ticket. You know, like... <laughs> Now that's his business. Hey, he can do what he wants. But right. I know there's a lot of people. They don't have any hard tickets anymore. It's all electronic Digital. because they that that's the only way you can assure that no one else. The Yankees just tried to do that mm-hmm. and they got hammered for it. But again, it's it's a little different well, yeah, situation. There's now,
1: people are always going to be right. resistant to change. But, but anyway, so we both agree: football, football basketball, baseball, I go baseball third, yep. hockey's fourth. As my, I love hockey, um, right? But it is but, what it is. You know, and I. Like, and I'm fine with that. Like, if you don't want to right. like it, who cares? And I
0: think that's kind of where a lot of people are getting to. People who are non-hockey people are just like, they're okay. Hockey's okay with the hockey fans liking it and the other fans being like, hey, it's all right. You know, like... You know, I'm
1: sure NHL wishes they were the NFL, but, like, does it matter? The league isn't going to end. Right. Is it going to end in the next 20 years? No. I no. don't think any of those four leagues are going to end in the next 20 years. Sports is too big a business for them to fail. Right. I don't think either any of the four are too big to fail... But I think professional athletics are too big of an industry for any of the four ones in in America to end in the next 20 years. Yeah. Um, speaking of time spans, your dad asked a final question. Will the Eagles ever win a Super Bowl? And he says in his lifetime. So uh, at least the next 25 years.
0: I'm going to go with no.
1: See, <laughs> and, and I understand that And, and just, to, just to clarify,
0: 25 could have been any amount of time. I, <laughs> I've just... I've decided that it's going it, to be in no. in your
1: lifetime? Nope. 50, not, just, 60 years. It's just
0: not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. I think I, your dad's selling that.
1: himself short for 25 years. That's not that long a
0: time. I, yeah, it's kind of kind of morbid. <laughs> right?
1: But I'm, I'm actually going to go, I'm going to say yes, because I'm not an Eagles fan. But I, I'll look at it in, from this angle. Now, I know they didn't win, but they went there in, what, 1980? And if someone would have said, all right, we're, you know, right, we're on our way up, We made this one. In the next 25 years, we will win one. Now, you didn't, but you got back there. So, I'm just thinking the next time, give it 25 years, and I think you'll be gold. Now, that was way back in 2005. So, So we're 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 saying you're working towards it. So, I'm thinking by the end of the 2020s, I I think the Eagles will have a Lombardi.
0: You're more confident than I am.
1: Hey, I'm not an Eagles (laughs) fan, though. So, it doesn't matter to me.
0: Here's the thing. The NFL could go... Belly up before the Eagles win the Super Bowl. I doubt, and that, they'll win but... another World Championship. <laughs> right, that's that's what's gonna happen. And, They're gonna change it. And the re- They're gonna change it. It won't be the Super the Bowl. They're gonna end the Super Bowl era, and it'll be just World Championship you'll, again. You'll win the and first and, World, yeah. The first um, and I remember like, you'll win Yeah. <laughs> oh
1: my. And heard it here first. <laughs> but, and the sad thing is talking about the Eagles like this. Like, I can talk about the Dolphins like this. I've yeah. never seen them play in a Super Bowl. You've seen your team in a Super Bowl. Although, yeah. it might be better to not watch your team lose in the Super Bowl. It, i don't The know. way it
0: happened, though, for the Eagles, where it was like, NFC Championship game, NFC Championship. I was okay. Like, I was okay. Because I was like, hey, at least at least they didn't lose another NFC Championship game. At least they I know that doesn't take away all of it, you know, but... At least it was something, you know. It's so.
1: been 40 years since the Dolphins won a Super Bowl. I know saying we never won a Super Bowl kind of is a trump card, but, you know, <laughs> the Dolphins haven't won a Super Bowl in 40 years. So, it's uh, – and they're only 50 years old, I think. <laughs> so, they they were good at the they beginning. They picked early. <laughs> they picked early, definitely. Uh, yeah. Up until really I got old enough to really keep track, the Dolphins were one of the like top three teams in NFL history. Yeah. And then as soon as I they became – They were really good more,
0: when we were younger. like well, And just like – I mean, in, in a stable franchise and, like, always there. in like 70s
1: through the 80s and early, very early 90s. Like, right when I started paying attention, like, when the Bills were really good. That's a long time ago. <laughs> you know, the Miami was one of the best franchise. You know, it was yeah. Steelers, Cowboys, 49ers. I, I liked the uh, Dolphins I People might when throw, was like, Giants in my there. My mom really liked Packers. Don Shula
0: because the Colts connection. Right, um, Like, Dan Reno, who didn't like Dan Marino? Pennsylvania OJ, OJ kid. McDuffie went to uh, went to Always the. Always good. He was like my favorite. Oh, Dolphin he was my favorite because he played player, at yeah. Penn State. Um, you know, it's just one of those things. Like who couldn't, who didn't root for the Dolphins or who didn't like Adam. the Dolphins? I should say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you but know, you know, but then
1: once once that early to mid nineties dwindled and towards the end of Marino's career and for the last you know 15, 20 years, the Dolphins have made the Super Bowl since Marino retired one time, two thousand eight. No, and that's not true. That's not true. The playoffs. They made the, they made the playoffs in the early 2000s with um, uh, Jay Fiedler. Oh, yeah. Okay, so they made the playoffs, but they haven't really won right. anything significant. Well, they, but they didn't win anything significant with Marino either. <laughs> so it's been a long time since they were any good. But it's I think... Why,
0: Marino's no good.
1: I, <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I think each of us will get one in the next 25 years. How's that?
0: I think you're just... You're you're overselling this a lot now. You're way too confident.
1: All right, we got a couple of questions here from my Uncle Rich uh, in Massachusetts. We're going to actually save the baseball ones probably for the next show. I hope it's not too late because it's fantasy baseball. I don't know when the draft is, but we're running long on time here, so um, we need to reel it in a little bit. Um, he actually has multiple questions. Um, we're going to yeah. go with this first one here and, and then cut it off, um, but it's football-related. If you were the general manager of your favorite football team, so me the Dolphins, you the Eagles, which one of these options would you take for this upcoming 2016 season? Current Bill Belichick as your coach or a 2005 version of Tom Brady? I, I think that it's an easy answer, and I don't think it's the one that people are going to expect me to pick.
0: I'm going to take Bill Belichick as the coach.
1: I'm taking Bill Belichick as the coach. <laughs> and why? Well,. I think it's been – I feel as though it's been – Tom Brady's a system quarterback? (laughs) Go ahead. No, that's not what I was going (laughs) to say. Well, I think Tom Brady's greatness can at times be understated by people, not us, because last year we picked him one or two in all-time greatest quarterback list. I think Brady owes more to Belichick than Belichick does to Brady because I think – and I know it's a small sample size. I think without Brady, Belichick still would have – had success right i'm not saying brady wouldn't have had success without belichick but i think brady got more out of belichick than belichick got out of brady and i know that might be blasphemous to people maybe even my uncle listening because and i don't like bill belichick i don't really like I Tom love brady him as well as my coach <laughs> though well yeah if you're winning that much it doesn't matter what all the other stuff that's going on right doesn't exactly. matter it doesn't matter exactly. the, the attitude and the demeanor right. and all the other and stuff
0: i i look at as for my team specifically the Eagles are more than a quarterback away. Like they honestly they are. Like I don't know that Tom Brady Like I I look at this. Tom Brady under Chip Kelly coaching last year, Eagles don't win the Super Bowl. Like that's that's just my take on oh, it. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? I completely like, agree. So if I look at it, I'm like, Bill Belichick, all right, well, you know, can he work with the Eagles terrible offensive line? Yes. He's proven he can do that. Now, there's a limit to that, you know, like and that was they kind of got exposed when they were down. Now, a lot of that was injuries and stuff, but I think Bill Belichick can do more for the positions that the Eagles struggle at, which is a lot right now, than Tom Brady can do for some of the other positions. You know, like I, I just think um, if I had to pick one, I'm, I'm taking Bill Belichick.
1: Yeah, and the other thing, and and this is at the fault of Rich, is he pulled out 2005 for Tom Brady.
0: I would take Brady, the Randy Moss year. Brady That's didn't one, uh, really
1: explode in a lot of people's mind until Randy Moss came along and they had that 2007. Maybe my best
0: fantasy football pick ever right. was Randy yeah. Moss
1: that year. <laughs> um, you Because know, he was thrown in, I'd say on average, in the mid-20s in touchdown passes. Right. But since that 2007 season, not counting 2008 when he played, what, like five minutes right. the entire season, um, he's thrown no fewer than... Well, you can really say twenty-eight touchdown passes, say for one year in twenty thirteen, and most of those years it's been in the mid to high Mm thirties. He's been producing more from two thousand seven on. Right. So I I just think Brady matured as a quarterback in his what would that have been his eighth season? So seventh season starting. Um, eighth season in the league. You know, I know he missed so here most we of his ninth season, but.
0: 2007 Tom Brady with Randy Moss or Bill Belichick?
1: Then I take the players.
0: Me too. Because I think
1: Brady's better than he was in 05. right You have an incredible talent. And it's hard, easy to say because we know what they did together. What if
0: it was Tom Brady 2007, Randy Moss now, or Bill Belichick? <laughs>
1: No, man. You're throwing all kind of variables. This this is multivariable calculus all over again. Um,
0: I, I think I might take the players. I still think Randy Moss is probably faster than most of the wide receivers the Eagles have. Well, and he's been able to do it you're without me, talent. Tell, and this is what I look at. It. I'm like, Randy Moss last year would have been better than Riley Cooper. Other like, than, seriously. Randy Moss could have walked onto the field in <laughs> jeans and, like, timberland boots and done better. Other than Moss and now
1: Gronkowski, what wide receiver... Now Brady's going to make them all better, but you know what I'm saying. Moss and Gronkowski had that, have that talent regardless of Brady. They would both put up great numbers. We saw Moss do it, and I'm pretty sure Gronk could do it elsewhere. But what other wide receivers that he's had would ever did anything after they left? Yeah, you're right. You know, so I, I still think in the long run I'm going to go with Belichick and yeah. all this. Um, and I'm not trying to slight Brady and, and the Brady lovers out there because um, he's going to go down. And <laughs> no matter who you talk to, if he's not in the top five,
0: don't talk to those people
1: because that they're just stupid. So um, he
0: has, I ha- I, me having him at six. <laughs> putting me? In, no, I'm <laughs> kidding. Okay. I, I, you know, I can be the Tom Brady. I can be the Patriots hater, but. I still have to have him in that top five. Yeah, and Absolutely. Know,
1: and the people go back to when we did this in like 2010, when we didn't have him in the top five. And, but this is five years later. Right. Hello, how many Super Bowls right. has he been to? He won another one. And how long the numbers is he going to play? Been putting, well, he just signed a two-year extension. He now has four more seasons.
0: Right.
1: You know, he's 38. Um, he'll be 39 during the 2016 season. Uh, we just saw Peyton Manning hanging up. How much more does Brady have? Um, is he going to be chasing records? Is that what he's going for? is he going for another ring? You know, he's already got 4. Does he want to have a he want to have a fifth one or want to finish a hand. Can they do it? I mean, these are all questions for an entire show. We could do an entire show on Patriots football and both of us don't like them.
0: Yeah. All right.
1: Yeah, but when you got the family connection and it's such a heated topic, you know, talking about Belichick, Brady, the Patriots and all the uh, other outside stuff. We could literally do multiple shows on just them. Let's not. Yeah, let's not though. Um so that, that was the first question from Rich. We're going to do the rest of the stuff from him, um, baseball-related, on a later show, probably next week. Um, and he actually has an addendum to that. He sent us a, a separate email following the when we solicited the listener special questions. Uh, but we will finish Rich's questions uh, next week on episode 202. Sounds good. So that was, uh, that was good. So we're mostly finished with the listener special. We'll round it up. We'll call we'll call it the the Rich Mays special um, next week when we answer his fancy baseball topics. And I got to be honest, I need time to research that because I haven't played fancy baseball in a few years. Um, and some of the names he was throwing out, I'm not sure um, how to give my opinion. So I'm going to need to look at that, um, and I'll, I'll I'll send it along to you if you want to take a look at it too. Because I need to uh, to read up and research in order to give um, our uh, supposed expertise on the, the subject. Yeah. But baseball is coming (laughs) when you're listening
0: rich whatever i tell you to do do the opposite yeah if you do the opposite so if joey and i tell you opposite things that then you're gonna then you gotta pick if we are in agreement on something opposite you probably were going to do the opposite anyway which is (laughs) not not a bad strategy no so
1: uh, we will be back on episode 202 oh
0: you know what next week actually is
1: march madness
0: yeah so we're
1: gonna do a selection sunday special Late, we're gonna do it after it comes out. So between eight eight thirty, we're gonna kick this off. Um, we'll we'll see if we can get our basketball analyst to join us uh, to you know dissect the brackets that have just came out and what sixty eight teams made if there are any snubs, um, who's maybe a sleeper, did all the ones deserve to be ones, all that good stuff for about an hour next week. We'll do that eight eight thirty for about an hour and um, then I guess we'll pushing Rich's show. I don't know when we'll do that because you're not going to be around the following week. So we'll, we'll figure something. We'll out. figure something out. And if we can't do it live on the air, we will make sure that we answer the question. Yeah. So we don't want that to go by. So um, anything else? Anything else to say about uh, not, not, on this episode? Previous episode?
0: Anything we missed over just, the last month? Just the one thing you mentioned: Peyton Manning uh, announcing his retirement uh, tomorrow at a press conference. Uh, you know. Regardless of kind of how you you know your thoughts on maybe where maybe where he stands all time, you know he is one of one of the best. Um, even if you don't consider him the best, and uh, going out on top, like you kind of mentioned earlier in the show, w- wins the Super Bowl um, gets a chance to walk away. Um, I think that I think that win kind of changes how his four years in Denver will be looked. At, oh, like definitely, definitely.
1: Well, they already um, said we brought him here to do this and
0: he it, did it. I, it'll no longer be like those other like people who have gone other places and everybody's like, oh, they were just hanging on too long. Even though you could make that argument based on his play this year that he was hanging on too long, because they won the Super Bowl, it changes everything. Um, right. So it'll be interesting to see um, just how that kind of plays out over the next few years.
1: So. Definitely, for sure. Um, but I think that's it. I don't think we have any – announcements or anything to say of course i'm sure we'll be missing something and, and we'll be we'll be told about it but um so we'll be back next week late again 8:30 8, eastern time for uh, selection sunday and uh we got shows pretty much weekly through the end of april um even if one of us isn't there we're going to try to keep forging on and uh and bringing you content like i said we'll probably be doing a bulldog hour or two in the coming months um might take a little bit of a break in maybe may or early june um, but then we got to start our NFL preview, which That's we right. usually start at the end of June. So, you know, it's it it's it's right around the corner. I know it's March, but football's you know, six months away. Yeah, <laughs> the combine's done. Time. Combine's done. Free agency starts. Free agency is this week, Wednesday, right? I think yeah. Tuesday or Wednesday, and uh, then the draft is the end of April. Yep. So, uh, yep, a lot of football to come, and we'll be here for all of it. So uh, thanks for joining us. That wraps up the 201st episode of the Joe Mays and j Raf show.
0: We hope you tune in every Sunday for our take on sports. Until next time, I'm j Raf,
1: And I'm Joe Mays. Thanks for listening.
0: Thanks for listening to the Joe Mays and j Raf show. Don't forget... You can download each episode of the show from the podcast section of the iTunes store. We'll see you next time, and thanks again for listening.